You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is August 29th. 2021 and on the show today, part one of my conversation with Ryan Finkelstein of Locked On Mets. He and I have a two-part podcast coming out. We're going to talk about the Javi Baez situation first, the thumbs down thing that's going on right now and, and kind of just how it links to the Mets' poor performance this season. It's kind of just interesting to look at this other NLEs team and see where they've come from, how they're doing right now and how bad it's gotten and how this is a microcosm of that poor performance. Part two is coming out. It'll be a look back at the series two and, and further discussion about both teams. So just a massive series a weekend between the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals. Huge playoff implications, obviously. Uh, you know, getting into September baseball. Uh, enjoy the the great series. So, and I for those of you it, listening, um, Josh Neighbor. Host of yes. Locked On Nationals. I should have. <laughs> I would give it two thumbs down. Is that fair? Could I give the? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it too early to be doing this? I just, I just want to mention that this is the most Mets, and I'm not saying this in a, you know, you know me. I'm not saying this in a like, I mean, really mean way. This is the most Mets thing ever. This is what bad teams do, Ryan. Bad teams win a series after getting their asses kicked for the last couple weeks. And after the series over, one of their better players comes out and says, uh, I, we give thumbs down because we're booing the fans for booing us. <laughs> like, I, if I'm not sure if MLB The Show has an awareness rating or self-awareness rating, but if they did, would you give Javi Baez a negative 20, negative 30? What would yeah, you give it, I would give him a pretty low on the standards. I will say watching the video was better than just reading the quotes, probably because he had his son in his lap. So it's harder to get mad at somebody when they're holding their, their infant child. You're like, okay, you know, you're just answering a question, but it's to me just to, I guess to, to first tell people who might not have been aware who aren't watching the press conference, basically the Mets for the past couple of weeks, have been doing a thumbs down symbol. They used to have the churv symbol when something good happened. Now guy hits a double. He's putting his thumbs down into the dugout. Didn't know what it meant until one of the you know beat writers asked, "Hey, Javi Baez, what's with the thumbs down?" And basically, in a story short, said we're booing the fans who've been booing us. And I am not one who's going to side on the fans that just think they're entitled to boo players, but. Mm-hmm. You have a team that deserves to be booed. I mean, let's just be honest. This team has been god-awful, and I don't know when they started, but I believe they started before this last West Coast trip. So if you have been losing, you know, I think they've probably probably lost 700, or yeah, they're probably like a, they've lost like 70% of their games in August. You just can't be letting the fans get to you to the point where you're doing this, but speaking about doing this to the media. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login 
for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yeah, what's interesting, so I want to go back to when Lindor was struggling at the beginning of the season and people were booing him. I didn't like that, and here's why. Do you know when things went wrong for the Mets? When he went out. And yeah. I, it just shows you that he put up with it early on. And Look, his play never fully turned around right, but he did get it up a little bit better. But that guy, when everybody else was going down, who was around? He was. Who was positive? He was. Who was playing? Who was leading the charge on defense? He was. The Mets defense, I'm not sure the numbers back this up, Ryan, but they made some pretty big errors in some games after he left. I think it was, what, the, the Guillaume game where he had three errors, four errors at what spot? Shortstop. They won that was game. Normally, <laughs> you know, he was normally there? Lindor. So yeah. that situation where I would not have, because, you know, look, that's a guy you're going to be tied to for a long time. You you need to up, you know, the, you're stuck with him. You know what I mean? So there's no reason to start booing him. It does not help anybody in that situation. Javi Baez is swinging at baseballs that are like five feet away from the plate. This team is horrible with runners in scoring position. They've been dreadful. They've left a lot of games at the table as of late. And Ryan, you know this, if they get down in the game, it feels like there's no way they can come back because their situational hitting sucks. And he is one of the worst people at it. If it's 2-0, I am throwing a ball in the dirt because he's probably going to swing at it. They're not booing you because they don't like you. They're booing you because your approach sucks. The team's offensive approach sucks. We've seen it time and time again. Steve Cohen's tweet, nobody ever – people complained about Steve Cohen's tweet, not because of the content, because it was weird to have the owner. Was he wrong about anything he said? He was talking about players' approaches. And Javi Baez – and look, I know he's been good since the injury, but his approach is one of the worst. So that's my issue number one is like the fans are pissed off and upset because this team is, if you know what the injuries do, too talented to be playing this poorly, hitting especially this poorly. The second part is even if that's your all's thing, lie about it. Lie about it. Lie about it. Do not, you know, it's, hey, the, the fans are giving us thumbs, thumbs down in the stands. Let's give it right back to that. We do something good. Great. If that works for you guys, great. Don't tell the fans that, especially when you're – if, if you're all, if it's like October and it's like we won 20 straight games, hey, actually turns out we started doing this as a reaction to you guys booing us. I would be like, oh, that's amazing. It worked. It, it, it brought them closer together. They're four games under 500. Like, what? yeah. Why are you know, Just say it's an inside joke. That's all you yeah. have to do. This was so dumb. And, and the biggest problem of all is that's in New York because. I think this is honestly just a case of an unself-aware pro athlete saying something stupid that he should not have said. But you're also in New York City with a team that gave up first place in, I mean, just no time after being there for two months. The team sucks. The managers get fired. The, the you know the owner people the fans are so displeased. And you do this, like, dude. After you winning a series for what feels like the first time in like months, have a clue. Have a clue about what you're doing here. 
Yeah, I think if they're trying to create an us versus them mentality, that's great. That, that That's fine. But for one, it hasn't worked because they've been playing terrible since doing this. So it's not something that you want to be you know, bragging about. Like if, if this was the Mets on a 10-game winning streak, hey, what's that been about? All right. But you've been, you've, you just beat the Nationals. Like That's the other thing. It's not like this was going up against the Giants and you just beat a team that's way better than you. You beat a team you were too. So this isn't the time to be, you know, talking about this great cheer that we're doing because it's helping us win. Right. To me, all year long, there's been this back and forth between some of the Mets players, the media, and the fans. And when the Mets are in first place and you got guys talking about, you know, you know, kind of shrugging off the, the criticism from the media or from the fans, you know, Pete Alonso, we're going to figure it out. It's fine. We're going to figure it out. That's all fine when you're in first place. When you have collapsed the way you've collapsed, now it's time that you just kind of have to wear the criticism because it's been earned. And I, I just all year long we've been hearing these guys between Pete Alonzo, Marcus Stroman, some of the more vocal players kind of speaking to how much they don't like the negativity. They don't like some of the questions from the media. But the best way to shut up the media, the best way to shut up the fans is to play well. And when there are doing that i'm sorry you're gonna get some negative reaction you can't just have a positive cycle around a team that's honestly been the laughing stock of baseball in august that's what they've been they have been the laughing stock of baseball so to to expect that everyone's just going to be you it's just not like you said it's not very self self aware i'm one of those fans ryan who'd be like you know looking at the mets from this perspective I would say, all right, I'm upset this year didn't work out. It's frustrating to watch the games, but they still have a good core and they can retool in the offseason. That's that's how I'd approach all these games. This, this would put me in angry, pissed off fan mode. That's the kind of stuff where it's like, oh my God, we just spent a you know Pete Crow Armstrong on this dude, and I don't want him anywhere near my team now because the you know, within a month of being here, he decided to get on a let's boo the fans thing. That's that's what this player did. So that's that's how I feel. And it's funny. I always joke about Sixers fans when they had the process and they sucked and they were horrible. And they're like, oh, second round picks. You know, it's, we're, we're 10 and 51. This is great uh, process. And look at them now. They're angry. They're always upset. They're always on Twitter. Just, you know, Ben Simmons jump shot videos. Make it stop. Make it stop. Joel, you know, Joel and B never stay healthy. Uh, Brett Brown, you get him out. And obviously he's gone now. But like. You know, you know what I mean? Now they're good and they're angry. Think about this. The two teams here, the Nationals fans. I know the Nats fans were a little upset during the rebuild, whatever. But Nats fans are probably happier at 55 and 74 than Mets fans are probably even when the Mets were in first place. You know, like like the Mets fans still weren't that pleased. And I, I get why. They were still a middling to a little bit of above 500 team that was not beating good teams. But you look now. And like I think the Mets fans, even though the you know the Nats fans even dropped two or three this weekend, are still happier than the than the Mets fans are. And this is I think I think Mets fans get mad a lot about really uh, small things. I think they're an impatient fan base, and that's the worst thing you can be in the sport is impatient because this sport does not reward the impatient. Think about the Nats winning a World Series. Think about how many years they tried, how many years they failed, and who had to leave for them to actually achieve that. It does not reward the impatient. But this, I mean, if you want to be really angry Mets fans, I'm with you on this because it's like, and 
I'm not even mad at Lindor. Like I, I think he's a great leader. I, I, I'm not even that frustrated with him. But Baez, like I'd be so angry because the new guy is like, hey, middle fingers to all you guys. Well, see, I, I think Baez was answering a question, and I, I don't think he was the one that started the thumbs down. Like, I, like, I, I would honestly more believe that would have come from Francisco Lindor as the team leader, who is kind of, you know. Baez is Who getting got booed frustrated. a lot earlier in the season. Yes, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And, and Baez, yeah, Baez can say how how he come came over and the boos were kind of immediate, but he also was listening to his best friend talk about the boos all year long. So, so I do think part of that kind of plays into it. And even in this statement, I think you could really like nitpick a lot of it. He kind of contradicts himself multiple times. At one point, he says the boos don't really get to me. But you're talking yeah, about then, the yeah, booze then, getting to you, and then he couldn't shut up about the booze. Yeah, and then he talked about how the booze motivate him. He actually said that at, at the same time. So then it's like, well, I'm telling you right now, if if the drunk fan from Section 302 hears that one part of your quote where you say they motivate you, well, now you're going to hear it even more because they think, hey, I can actually impact going on. One more pause in the action on today's show. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game. Today, go to built.com. Now it's now built.com. You forget that. It is built.com. They've got coconut, cherry bar, chia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. There is a flavor for everybody. They've got 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories range from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. You guys go right now to built.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off right now at built.com. Today's Locked on Nationals podcast is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the best place for all of your sports gaming needs. They've got their NFL Super Contest and their Eliminator Pool right now. You can join in. You've got NBA, MLB, NHL, uh, college football, boxing, whatever it is you want to bet on, they've got right now at BetOnline.ag. You can go there today, sign up. It is free on your tablet, on your iPhone, on your computer. Make sure you use the promo code Locked On for a sign-up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, can I have one thing, Ryan, really quickly? Yeah. One, one thing where he says, um, I, I believe what he also said was they have to be better. Dude, unless they're saying like heinous things about you, your family, your teammates. Like I've been, look, I, I college, college, college football, I've been to a lot of games. I can promise you, I can promise you. I have heard, or NFL games too. That's not a not a great crowd. No offense, NFL fans, but I can promise you, there's worse stuff being said than getting booed. They have to be better for pay, to paying customers. Like, look, as long as they're not doing anything reprehensible, which Mets fans can be at times, but if they're paying crowd and they're not getting kicked out, it's really not the reprehensible. You cannot say they have to be better. It's just you, like that's yeah. that's the worst part about it, really. Well, the other thing that I, I kind of want to talk about with this is that uh, did you watch the the, the untold uh, Malice in the Palace uh, on Netflix? I just started it actually today. Okay, so 
you go back in time to that, which was, I, I guess, probably early 2000s or, or whenever it was. Yeah. And at the time, one of the things that they talk about is how because the Pacers were blowing out the Pistons in the Palace, a lot of the fans started to leave. So then you had the drunk fans from the top start to migrate down, and that's what made it a little bit worse. I don't believe that if you go to a game and there's 20,000 fans booing these guys. I think you're probably talking about a couple of hundred, if that, that yeah. might have loud boos, but it's it's a small portion of the fans that are there. So to think that, to, for that to get to you the way it is, especially considering, can you imagine what it was like in comparison to, at Shea Stadium in the 90s when, when, the, when the teams were playing well? I mean, you're, you're talking about a whole different level of boos than what these guys yeah. are hearing. And also, you're probably talking about the level of, racist things that people were oh, saying the, the you, know shit I mean? you could say back then i mean no part of my language but you know i know it's i know it's kind of <laughs> going that way but the stuff you could say back then and get away with yeah i mean you know the players just took now i'm not now we're not saying you should take it but like this is you get paid a lot of money to play this game and it is up to you to have the mental fortitude to fight through whatever it is because really what matters is none of that your approach at the plate right now is what could – I mean, he's a, he's a guy, Ryan, to talk about Javi Baez. Like, there's a reason why he's on the cover of MLB The Show 20. And there's a reason yeah. why he's regressed since then. Because he's got a load of talent and a god-awful approach at the plate. So, like, this is where I'm kind of like, dude, like, look like, – you know, not even say look inward in the moment, but, like, just take a, take stock of everything here and think about what it is and have a more mature response to what's being said there. And look, I don't mean to kill the guy. I, once again, I really think he's a talented player. And actually I think at this point, the Mets could potentially get him on a somewhat cheap multi-year deal unless some team is coming into willing to pay him. It's not the NBA where, you know, Sacramento is going to come in and give him a hundred million dollars. I actually, the Mets might have a chance to get him on a somewhat cheaper deal because teams don't like to frivolously spend money in, in major league baseball, but on players like him, I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I think like that it's just one of those situations where he's gotta be more thoughtful about what he is saying. And I don't have I know you said the kid was up there. I don't have much sympathy for him at all. Um he's gonna get killed. I you know, this is me just killing it killing him in a way it's just saying, like, look, man, have some self-awareness about the city, about the moment, about yourself and your performance. The, the yourself part is really what bothers me. That that's the part that really frustrates me is because like you could be such a good player if you didn't rip your head out of the batter's box on every 2-0 pitch and you know you're facing the right you're facing the the grandstands every time that's the, that's the part it's like dude there's a reason they're mad at you like see it the one thing that i think really makes this a lot worse for the players is that back in when i was talking about the 90s or whenever they did. They left the game. They didn't hear it. I think now a lot of these guys who are on Twitter, on social media, you know, they, they have random people who have no followers who are adding Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez when the Mets lose, and are saying a bunch of heinous things. And, and so maybe it makes the booze kind of magnified when they're in the ballpark. They think it's all the same. But again, I think a lion's share of the fan base isn't booing, is with them, no. and. If the Mets were a hundred win team, they would be they would have a complete love affair with the fans because 
There would be nothing but cheers. There'd be nothing but curtain calls. We know what City Field gets like when things are going well. We saw the way the place erupted when Michael Conforto hit that pinch hit three-run homer that really turned this series around. And even when done today. I mean, no one's booing them. Well, that's when that the weird happens. part too. It's like, dude, they're che- they're cheering you when you do well. Like that's this is what yeah. they want. And like, you don't have to hit three hundred. You don't. Pete, no. Pete doesn't hit three hundred. Pete's never going to sniff three hundred. Actually, he he's, his approach has gotten better. He might at some point in time. But like, it, it just well, kind of goes to show you walks, what you know. He started. That's the difference, yeah. that's the difference between Pete and Javi is that Pete actually has the approach to draw his walks, and he you know he, he's definitely a more complete hitter than Javi Baez. The one thing I will say is that when it comes to building out this roster, I really do think Javi Baez makes a ton of sense because for one, the defense, the versatility to have him and Lindor, that's huge for the team moving forward. Like you said, I think there is this fantasy out there that Baez is going to get two hours because everyone should when they're superstars, but you got Correa, you got Seager, you got Story. There's so many guys out there. Not all of them are going to get paid. So I do think he can come back to the Mets. And the one thing I will say about Javi Baez, to give him a little bit of credit, I do think that when you're watching a team that collectively has a bad approach, at least he's the one guy who's putting the ball in the seats. You know, I I mean, as as much as you look at Dominic Smith or Jeff Neal or Michael Conforto, they've all had bad approaches and they aren't hitting the home run. So at least Baez has given you that. But yeah, yeah, but just the, the bad with him is really bad. It's like, yeah. like I mean, I know we had everybody on Twitter was clowning the other night for the swing that he had, but there was yeah. one this series that circulated on Twitter too, where he's like, you know, the heads. Yeah, if you're not watching on YouTube, I mean, the head is pointed up, you know, upstairs, and the bat is like way behind. It's it's those kinds of things. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at lo underscore nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends. As always, stay safe.